Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to a Sniffer Nixon production. Welcome to Are You Feeling Funny, where top comedians discuss health and well-being with Harley Street specialist and our host, Dr. Brian Kaplan. Today's guest is Izzy Sooty, so let's join them in the heart of Harley Street. Welcome to Are You Feeling Funny, Izzy Sooty. Thank you. Well, the way it works, Izzy, is that I'm an old-fashioned holistic doctor, so I like to look at things in terms of physical, mental and spiritual. And I'm going to ask you to bring up some incidents that you've had with medical system, be it hospitals, be it doctors, be it nurses, be it physiotherapists, whatever it is, in those three realms. So I won't ask you to talk about anything that you feel uncomfortable about. It's only things that you would like to talk about. But if there's something funny that happened, well, then we're interested more in that. So cool. let's go to physical. Anything you'd like to talk about physical interactions with the medical profession um i was trying to think of any funny things that have happened to me um in this realm and i think the only thing i could really think of was that i had a smear test when i was um probably about 24 or 25 i'd had abnormal cells um a few years earlier that turned out to be fine but i'd had a is it what's the procedure where they going further and do a scraping. Colposcopy. Yes. yes. I had a colposcopy and um, on Valentine's Day. Oh, um, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and then I got really good about going for smears yearly for a few years. I, don't, I only have to go the normal amount now, but for a few years I had to go yearly. So I used to be really on top of it. And so I went in for this smear test, which was a few years after the um, colposcopy. And it was um, a kind of older black nurse who just made me feel really at, at home immediately um and I she said when was your last smear test and I said Valentine's Day last year because I just remembered it was Valentine's Day and she said oh you know that's romantic like that's the obvious reaction isn't it um and then um I she looked really kind of downtrodden and very tired and kind of emotional and I seem to have a talent for getting people to open up to me, I think, um, strangers perhaps more than more than friends, maybe. And um, so I said, are you OK? You seem, she's really, and she said, no, I'm, I'm really not OK. Um, 
my son's got depression and last night he broke every window of every house in our street mm. in this kind of rage. And she was crying and I thought, God, he shouldn't even be working. I can't... And I said, I'm... You know, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. And she said, yeah, it's just awful, it's awful, it's awful. And she said, come on, let's just get on with it. So um, I went behind the curtain and I I realised that I should have worn a dress, which you know about Smith. I said, I'm obviously mm. going to go. There's no way of avoiding it. It's got to be done. And I thought, mm. why didn't I wear a dress? I'm wearing a, a T-shirt and, and shorts or trousers. So I had to take everything off the bottom mm. half. So I was completely naked from, like, the waist down. Anyway, I, I, I got everything off. Um, that I needed to and she was still on the other side of the curtain and then she just started weeping just weeping so I just said oh my god so I went out from behind the curtain and she just threw her arms around me and so I hugged her back and we must have stayed like that for three or four minutes with her crying and uh, me completely naked from the waist That's down. That's a wonderful story, Just, actually. Yeah. yeah, and actually so. it was lovely. And it was, obviously, you know, it was NHS. It was local so GP. So she opened her heart to you and then yeah. you had to open your legs. And yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And after all that, we still had to do the smear. I was yeah. like, this has got to be the peak of the... But you were But that was only the beginning, you? yeah. <laughs> but actually it was nice. I felt like we'd really kind of... Um, yeah, it was. A, I actually really liked it. Yeah, but after you'd opened up in that way, she'd opened up in that way to you, the whole procedure, you trusted her and you... Yeah, although I... heavy, yeah? It, it should, yes, it would have been nice if it had been like that, but she did get out a laminated sheet of paper about how to do a smear test. To read up how to do it? Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. a bit worrying. Step yeah. one, you know, sort of <laughs> yeah, look at a YouTube clip and see how to do that. <laughs> it literally was like that. There were pictures about what to use and how to... So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> not that you could do too much wrong. And I'm glad you brought up this subject because it is... Anyone listening to this should not fear doing this. This is one of the no. great medical advances doing these tests. Yeah, because it, it catches things and they can treat them totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a worrier. I really, I really am. If I've got an Achilles heel, it's um, health worries. Yeah. Um, in fact, if Achilles heel was a condition, I'd think that. You'd I'd, have that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, when I got the... When I, when I got the initial letter saying that I had abnormal cells, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I've got cervical cancer. And it was absolutely fine. I just mm. had to go for this colposcopy. And they're so thorough. Mm. It's not, you know, um, I think a lot of the time, even if you get abnormal results, it it can be completely benign. So I really think they're not. It is, it's, it's awful how many women don't go for them, mm. isn't it? So before we leave the physical, can you think of anything else? Any other interaction with accident emergency or injuries? Um, or? Well, I jumped off a bridge for a bet. You jumped off I, yeah. a bridge? Yeah. Yes. Which bridge was that? It was the bridge in Matlock Park where, where I grew up Derbyshire. Yes. So there are two bridges in Matlock Park. It wasn't the one <laughs> that has traffic going across it, which is much yeah. higher. It was the one in the park. But yes. it it was still quite high. Yeah. It was probably about 15, 20 feet high, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was, um, I was the first school year that they brought in these things called SAT exams, which I think yes. are probably now standard. Um, and uh, I was really worried because I hadn't done any revision for maths and the SAT was the next day. And I was generally quite quite studious at school but I always knew that I wanted to be a performer so I didn't really concentrate enough I think on other subjects so we were walking across the bridge with a big group of people and one of them said oh my cousin jumped into that river the other day and then just swam to the other side and I was just such a daredevil when I was growing up I just used to like if someone said about jump 16? off a bridge I would say yes <laughs> no it's probably about 30 30 yeah right. yeah maybe 14 
and uh, I was going out with a skateboarder. He was involved at a later stage of the incident, actually. Um, but yeah, I just um, they just said, "Go on, Izzy, jump off the bridge." They knew I'd do it, so I said, "All right." So I just climbed on top of the kind of railings and then jumped down. And then my foot, my left foot, landed at a complete right angle to my ankle, so yes. it was like a ninety degree, like a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at first, I thought I've gone blind because I had bright red hair and it was all in my face. And I was like, I can only see blood. And I just, and then I moved, and I was like, Oh no, it's my hair. <laughs> and then I thought, I can't walk, I can't walk. <laughs> and everyone had run away apart from this girl called Erin who'd stayed. Didn't even know her that well, but she stayed. Then she found ten fags. No, she found a fiver. She went to buy. 10 fags we all smoked then the fags were only 125 for 10 Mm -hmm. so we still had lots of change from the fiver but when she came back she looked after me and then the guy was going out with the skateboard who wheeled me home on his skateboard on the skateboard yeah sat on it and he (laughs) do you think it's something about you that sort of courage to do something like that or go on stage and take your chances do you think you've yeah. always been like that or, yeah. yeah I think so I was always looking for a buzz like I was mm-hmm. always like Matlock was quite a small town and now I really appreciate growing up there but at the time sometimes we were a bit bored and um I think we just used to kind of do stuff well we I mean I definitely I used to feel sometimes very kind of imprisoned and like yeah, I wanted to kind of break out and. Sounds like you did. You were crazy. so. Tell me about your skateboarding boyfriend. There's another incident there. You said yes. <laughs> no, he was just involved. I he just helped did, with that's the an incident enough. But then when I got home, my mum was a nurse when I was growing up, and my ankle was already like the size of a tennis ball. So yeah. I was like, oh, I fell over. I had to say, oh, someone pushed me in the duck pond. Or I fell over, and she said that's broken. We had to go. Had to go to Annie and in. Chester it was broken. Derby. It was broken. I was in plaster for six weeks. Serious injury. Yeah. It was broken. And it was a, it was an unusual break. I had to have mm. lots of physio. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that was thirteen, right? Okay. That yeah. was thirteen. Yeah. Smear was about twenty-two, and then recently, mm-hmm. I've, I, um, I'm actually loads better than I was. But I got this vertigo. I got this migraine-associated mm-hmm. vertigo that I think was caused by stress. Really, mm-hmm. just the stress of trying to work and having a toddler and. So I've been on medication for that for a while. I've come off it now, but um, so I found an amazing guy. It can take time to find the right person, can't it? For what? For migraine-associated vertigo. Oh, yeah? What are they doing? Yes, yeah. um, Nortriptylin and and like a diet, an eradication diet, basically. Meditation. One of the comedians, Phil Wang, who was on the series, said that he helped himself enormously by learning meditation from an app. Wow. Not even seeing anybody. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you can do it, if you've got, I've got the Headspace app. That's it. That's the yeah. one he had. Yeah, yeah. Um, you use you it. Yeah, you actually have to use it. It so doesn't work on the phone if you don't actually. Yeah, exactly. Use it. You, have to, you can't just download it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like when you pay your gym membership and you don't have to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, meditation is good. The good thing about the doctor I see for my migraine stuff is that he really has a good balance between. I say like Western and Eastern medicine, Mm, like he thought that there was definitely a stress element, but also like a a predisposition. Yeah. 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 Hi there. Sorry. I know I'm definitely not as interesting, but just two seconds of your time. We're the company that make this show, Snipper Nixon. We do podcasts, we develop scripts and much more. If you want to know more about us, find us at snippernixon.com. Oh, oh, and if you are enjoying the show, please comment, tell a friend, subscribe or send a carrier pigeon. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now back to Harley Street with Dr. Brian Kaplan and Izzy Sooty. Okay, let's move on to the mind side of things. Now, in this area, it could involve anything, counseling, psychotherapy, using a helpline, using a coach, using a motivational person. I was even interested in listening to, before the, the football game with Colombia and England, that England have studied the psychology of penalties. I'd like to see who the penalty psychologist is. Yeah. So anything to do with, with the mind. It doesn't have to be anything specific. Um, well, my first um, encounter with a helpline was when I was about, well, I must have been trying to decide what to do for GCSE, so I was probably 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and I rang the Samaritans to ask whether I should do psychology or sociology GCSE. Yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, but they're not allowed to give advice, they can only listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just, uh, it was quite a short call. But they, but were, they were actually yeah. really sweet. They said, we know it. God, I mean, they're receiving so many more serious calls than that, but they were really lovely to me. And they said, we know that, you you know, it's, it's hard when you're making these big decisions, but really ultimately only you can decide. Sorry. But you still yeah. remember that call in a positive yeah, way. I really yes? do. Like, they were lovely to me. You, they didn't dismiss. It would have, you know, looking back, it was, it, it was a bit of a... But to be honest, I must have felt... That I really was lost about it, or I wouldn't of have picked up. But like in all seriousness, in that moment, yeah. I'd, so I do have a very positive memory of it. You see, the, what what I think is what is really underestimated by the Samaritans in any helpline. Any helpline, there's one type of psychology or psychotherapy they use, and it's called counselling, and it's based on the work of Carl Rogers. And I, I'd like to talk about this because it relates exactly to your experience. What Carl Rogers said was the results of psychotherapy are not dependent on the academic qualifications of the person or Freud or Jung or anything. They're dependent on the quality of relationship in the conversation, and those depend on three qualities in the psychotherapist. Warmth, warmth and positive regard, understanding or empathy, and genuineness or authenticity. As long as you've got those three, you don't have to ask questions or give advice. You don't give advice, you just reflect. 
So there are different ways of doing it. Um, the founder of provocative therapy, which is the use of human reverse psychology in therapy, started off by training in that, in Rogerian counseling, and then he added humor to it, which I think is natural, because I think when people help each other, humor is natural. Look at your story as well, you know, with the how you help the person. The smear test. Yeah, humor Well, it can helps. be easier to open up to strangers, can't it? Yes. She's probably more likely to have confided in me about her son than like the receptionist at the doctors or something. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. yeah that, but it shows that people, relationship is everything, you know, and what is more important than relationship? Yeah, yes. So any and any other interactions with coaches or motivational people? Or well, no, therapists? I've never really seen, I've never seen like a coach or anything like that. Partly because my friend's got a friend who's a life coach and uh, she's sort of really messed up the life coach and I sort of feel like, God, you know, it feels like with a life coach. Is this, a, is this a fair thing to say? It feels like with a life coach, it's a slightly more vague term than, say, a therapist. Yes. Like, I could say, oh, I'm going to be a life coach. Yes. I'll, um, and I'm sure there are amazing ones. Um, but, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't ever, I suppose, felt the need to see one. But I do see a therapist once a month. So oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah, what's that like? Uh, that's great. I've known her for so long. I mm-hmm. really, and I started to see her after my dad died, which was 2011. Um, probably only about a year afterwards, actually. I just sort of thought, nah. Because as I said, I do definitely, I'm a, I'm a, a bit of a worrier about my health and sometimes it can get a bit silly. I wouldn't say it's ever kind of a, a, even a moderate level if I, I've read up about people who've got proper health anxiety and mm. I think, oh no, no, I'm definitely at the sort of, you know, the, the, the minimal end of the scale. Mm. Um, but I think if I'm stressed, it's like my, it's like I'm v- more vulnerable to, kind of worrying about and I think after dad died it it kind of got worse because I was because he had bowel cancer not so I I, you know I was sort of thinking like I'd get a mole and I think has the mole changed has it changed and sort of google pictures of moles and instead of going Mm. to see someone it's that thing isn't it where you just think why am I doing this I've spent three hours looking at forums and I feel worse after doing it than I did before exactly just feel awful Um, in fact I am going to write a song about how easy it is to diagnose yourself with things from the internet I think the internet's such a mixed blessing in so many ways um but yeah, so so I think I was going down that road a little bit where I was sort of thinking, oh God, I'm going to die. And da, da, da. So um, I went to see her. I just went, found her car. I was swimming in a, um, like a Hampstead, that area. And I in found the her. Yeah. Do you swim in the ponds, in the, in the female ponds? Yeah, I've only ever been twice. I know people um, who go there every day. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. Um, every day, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I just found her card, and then mm-hmm. it felt like fate. And so she's great, and I, I'm definitely, God, I'm, I'm so much better in terms of that than I was. I think weirdly, the nortriptyline that I got put on for the vertigo stuff yes. had a side effect of helping that health anxiety. Well, little. that's very interesting what you say because Amy Triptyline is the medicine. What, what do you take? Do you know how many milligrams of it you take? Yeah, I'm not on it anymore. But you would on a tiny dose, really 20 amount. milligrams yeah, or yeah, 10 something milligrams. Like that. Yeah. Now, when I was at medical school in the 80s, amitriptyline was an antidepressant, but the dose was up to 120 milligrams. So right. someone worked out that if you take a sixth of the dose, you can affect these things. So you might be having almost a homeopathic 
a tiny yeah. reaction. It might just be adjusting something, but it is a tiny dose that you're taking, that yeah. you did take at that yeah. time. Yeah. So you speak positively of that relationship, yes, of with the therapist. Oh, completely. Yeah. Like I saw her yesterday. I only see her monthly now, but I yeah, just yeah. can't imagine stopping. It's like um, she just knows me really well. I think now, I, I was thinking yesterday, actually, when I was talking to her, that it takes so long to build up true trust with a therapist, doesn't it? I think you can get a feeling that you click with someone, like when you're buying a house and you walk in, you think, yeah, this feels right. And I always have that feeling with her. Mm. But um, now she'll, you know, I can say stuff about someone, who, you know, someone in my life and she'll say, oh yeah, well, they did that thing a year ago. She's really There's cool. She's story. like, we have a laugh. She sort of goes, oh, yeah. that doesn't seem right. Tell us and, something you laughed about in the Oh my God, what can I remember? Um, well, stuff about, you know, if I say perhaps stuff about um even an argument with my boyfriend where you know it's something petty that when when you're both tired and you've got a baby I think especially maybe when my daughter was younger mm -hmm. I'd sort of say you know I didn't take the bin out and he I mean it would be something like that and mm. I feel like we're gonna have to draw up a rotor and we just she'd just laugh and, and is your boyfriend is he interested in any of that I mean because sometimes in your couple and one person has therapy or explores the yeah, psychological the other, the other one goes, doesn't do it reacts to it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no when i first met my mum was saying oh, i hope you're not going to talk about me like it was this yeah yeah thank you can thank your lucky stars my therapist isn't a freudian uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but now everyone yeah i mean now it's so seldom i sort of it's 12 times a year isn't it monthly but i can't i can't your, stop your um, therapist sounds much more humanistic. Yeah, yeah. well, she's yeah. um, it's um, psychosynthesis. Oh, that's fantastic! Is yeah, it? That's Robert. Yeah, yeah, that was designed by a guy. I'm very much in favor of that, actually. Um, so she's you can tell your therapist I'm very in favor okay. of that type of therapy because it, because what it is is what a Robert Asagioli who started psychosynthesis. He realized that all the different therapies had something to contribute. They weren't to be fighting against each other, and that's what I think. I think there are many it's like. The truth about anything is a diamond. It has many facets, but you get some people who look at one facet and want to criticize all the others. Sagione yeah. didn't do that. He thought, well, all these things must have something good. How do we synthesize these approaches? And that was psychosynthesis. So that's oh, that's I like God. that. Yeah, I don't like it when people just dismiss everything and think they're the only. Well, one. it's such a wrong thing. I'm right, and everyone else is wrong. Some people need to feel I'm on the best path. Otherwise, I could have been on something else. It's better. So I need to denigrate their path. It just doesn't make any sense. No, you're right. Um, um, to me, the only thing that I see is that humor is always part of a natural conversation. People that help each other are not mainly psychotherapists and patients, they're people in pubs and coffee shops. And when people really love each other and help each other, there's laughter, normally. yeah, yeah. And that can come about th from you know, quite an innocuous meeting, can't it? You can, I've had conversations in the hairdressers with with the hairdresser that actually, you know, they've said quite personal stuff to me or me to them. And I feel like mm. we've really helped each other. And you I, sound like these people, someone that people look at and they want to open up to. Oh, I can trust who. Yeah, I think, well, I'm, I get this thing. I don't know if you've heard of this, something called ASMR. Tell me what that is now. Um, it's, it stands for autosensory meridian response. Didn't know that, yeah. Well, meridian really annoys me because I think that's to do with sex and it so isn't to do it's with sex. It's not to do with... Um, um, pathways of acupuncture, no? No, although... Not that either, no, no, it's not those, although you can get it through acupuncture. Um, mm. I'll describe it, and if you get it, you'll know what I mean. Mm. And if you don't get it, I imagine that you won't dismiss it like some people do. Um, so it's 
like a good version of goosebumps. So it's like a physical feeling of like, it's like um, a tingling feeling that you get on your scalp or, and it can go like down my shoulder and all the way down my arm and sometimes even down my leg um, that you get. And people have lots of different triggers. Um, a lot of people get it when people are caring for them. So um, like a healthcare professional or even like a, a mortgage person. I know this sounds insane, but it's... Um, and uh, people get it through being maybe massaged or getting their hair cut or often being, like, tended to in some way. Yes. So there's a theory that it um, that it that every child has it and it's to do with kind of being cared for and nurtured and then in most people it, it disappears for whatever reason. But me and my mum and my sister have always got it. We used to call it head squeezing when we mm-hmm. were growing up. Um, yeah, do you... Do no, but it makes sense to yeah. me what you're saying. That and I Definitely. People talk about tingling. They've got a tingling feeling and it's always described in a positive sense. Yeah. That you get a tingling feeling. It's like I'm operating at a slightly higher level of consciousness yeah. or something like that. It feels yes. like... I, I, the only yeah. way I can describe it is it feels like you're purring. It's like... Mm. It's like everything kind of slightly slows down. I feel really lucky to be able to get it. But one of my main triggers is interactions with strangers. And I can't mm-hmm. explain it. But if... I feel like I've helped someone and not necessarily strangers. It can be a friend. But if I feel like there's a real connection um, between us and that we've both been kind of open hearted to each other, mm-hmm. even if it's quite a superficial conversation, if I feel that underneath there's a warmth, we've both got something from the conversation, I get it from head to toe. Like I almost Wonderful. have to stop walking. It's complete visceral confirmation that yeah. what I'm actually, what's happening in words is beyond the words. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's, you could speak of, some people might say auras or something around people blending together. If you take people that are very open, I believe they are vibrating. It's as if they're operating here. Whereas a person who's closed down has become solidified. So that if they hit, meet someone else, it's like two snooker Magnets, balls knocking yeah. against each other. They bang. But if you gaseous, you see, if you open, then it's like two vapors or gases blending with each other. And that leads to a higher feeling in both people that's why i think relation there's nothing more important than relationship in medicine i think when i see all the people and i think of the people that i've seen over the years i think that the main thing that causes people's unhappiness is unhappy relationships that's really? the main thing. and you're talking about small moments in with meeting with other people that's why i did medicine that's why i do medicine where i see people over a long period of time rather than do an operation and yeah. then never see them again because I just value that I think those relationships are wonderful and then and you must be able to, to tell if people come in and they say oh I'm fine I'm fine if you know them you must be able to read between the lines yeah. or it must be harder if it's well that's what time. you know there's like people say I'm fine as a damn as a damn reflex you know yeah. so I decided that when people, you know, you get these cold calls, I want to sell you this PPPI. They always say, oh, is this Dr. Kaplan? And I say, yes, it is. I'm phoning from such and such. How are you, sir? I always say the same thing. Actually, I'm having a really tough day. <laughs> and they cannot handle that. They yeah, want me to say yes immediately. Yeah, you know? of course. Can you help me with my really tough <laughs> So I've tried yeah. that. Actually, I've I can't been looking for calls. someone to talk to. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been trying answers. I've tried everything. I've tried saying yes, no matter what they say, just yes, but no other word, only yes. And the other one I said once, I said, um, I said, I oh, know I've got no interest in money, but can I talk to you about Jesus? So oh, that, that was, yeah, they, that was effective. They, they, didn't, uh, they didn't actually cut me off straight away. I might have been a bit nervous to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, didn't get, yeah. we didn't get started on the conversation. <laughs> 
Okay, so talking about that, let's move on to spiritual matters. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, anything to do with spirit, but I'll ask you the same question as I ask every comedian here. Do you believe in God? Um, I definitely believe in some kind of higher power. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it God. I really wish in a way that I did believe in God. But you do if it's a higher power. What's yeah, a higher I suppose power? it's like, yeah. And my friend who's in NA, in AA said that one of the main problems he had when he started was that he doesn't believe in God. And then in it, the, the leader of the group or whatever just said, it doesn't have to be God. It just has to be it has to be a sense that you're not in control if you know what i mean yeah yeah so you know you don't it have can to be the waves it. or it can be yeah, yeah some people think i have to if i believe in god it has to be a personal interventionist god it's a white heterosexual male with a beard old one you know that gives stern orders to humanity that's not the god that exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so any funny interactions with god or church or, or any religious experience or your um, background religious background anything like that I um, I, well, I had a kind of like broadly Christian upbringing. So mm. my mum, my mum didn't have us baptized because she just couldn't cope with a, you know another thing on the to do list. So that was mm. a bit of a kind of. Then I wanted to be confirmed, and I I'm ashamed to admit really that part of the reason I wanted to be confirmed was so that I could drink wine. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, in church <laughs> and also because it's actually of, a great yeah. remark <laughs> go through the whole process yeah, yeah okay, just good, like yeah. okay yeah I'll wear the dress yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know why I didn't just drink wine you didn't go in the t-shirt secret. to the confirming you wore a dress to the confirming I think yeah, I wore yeah, a dress yeah, yeah. yeah and a crucifix and <laughs> it was partly the reason it wasn't the only reason I couldn't have done it if I don't really, it's weird, isn't it? Because when you're a kid, I don't know if you really examine your beliefs. It's like you, I went to Sunday school every Sunday and I, but I definitely remember with confirmation that I pushed for it because I wasn't Mm. even baptised. So on the day that I was confirmed, I had to be baptised that morning with babies, which was like Mm. awful for me. Um, And then, um, then go on to be confirmed. And part of the reason I got confirmed as well was because I really fancied one of the altar boys and it was like a way of perhaps raising my status in the church if I was confirmed. <laughs> I'd see me more as marriage material. Your ulterior motives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, but then I don't, I feel very at home in churches. I like visiting mm-hmm. them and um, I, you know, my mum's side of the family is Jewish, but I don't really never been in synagogue, and I don't really know very much. I wish that I born Jewish know. then, right? Well, she so my my grandma on her side was um, didn't go to synagogue, but her mother and upwards those families did. Your so your grandmother, it, your great my your maternal great grandmother was religiously Jewish. Yeah, yeah, that makes you. Jewish if you want to be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you had some, you never counted Jewish humour or stuff like that? or you? Yeah, or I you, think I yeah. do naturally. Like Curb Enthusiasm is one of my yeah, favourite shows too. of all time. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do think I definitely, and my dad wasn't Jewish, but he had a kind of very Jewish outlook if that's, I don't know, how can you define it? I just felt very much like he loved Larry David mm. and he loved, you know, he even looked like him and he just had that kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He loved, he's, he's not with us anymore. No, right? no. He loved he Larry David. the reason David, that yeah? I started yeah, yeah. going, um, uh, yeah, to, uh, to therapy. But no, I wish, sometimes I've wished that I could believe in God, in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, what, you mean the bearded heterosexual yeah, man? Yeah, just because I think in a way it would make everything a bit easier. Because yes, I could just does. go every Sunday and be like, 
that's that taken care of I always remember this local old lady when I was growing up and she only started to go to church when she was about 75 Mm -hmm. and she'd just say I'm paving the way I'm paving the way and it was just this idea that you may as well cover it cover it off just in case no. Well, you know, going, yeah, well, that's what's called, I think that's called Pascal's Wager. I don't know whether there's an afterlife or not, so, but, you know, maybe if I just put in my dues at the church, I'm not sure so much about that. But, but, but uh, I do believe people should go to churches and synagogues and mosques and everything because even if you don't believe in God, I just think people should get together. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to live in worlds where we're looking at little screens and all watching different television I programs totally and listening to agree. podcasts. It's, at yeah. least you're standing there, even if you're an atheist, at least say they're. I don't even believe in God, but if the church wanted to do something good and help the homeless, then you might you put in a Absolutely. hand there. Absolutely, I see. totally agree. And there was the, there's a comic called Pippa Evans who started um, a Sunday, like a Sunday club, I guess, that was, wasn't religious, but it was just about people getting together. I think it might have been called, I can't remember what it was called, uh, but Pippa Evans started mm. it with mm. a friend. And it was great. It was every Sunday like church was. And you sang songs, but they, it just wasn't religious. Mm. But it had all the all the other things that you'd get from church. That feeling of community is so important. Yeah, I agree. think that they should welcome people, even atheists, and just to, to come in. You've yeah. got all these beautiful Church of England buildings all over. I was at Totnes recently, and I was amazed how lovely the church was there. It was a funeral, but I was still thinking these were places where people have congregated and shared their deepest thoughts and tried to do good things. I think it's a great pity that they're empty and people think, oh, well, God's been banished to the desert or something, so we yeah. will, we don't need to go to church. Maybe you do need to, maybe you need to. And also I feel that people of different classes and education and different and money and everything wouldn't come into it. I agree, yeah. and I think sometimes it's good to feel like there's a duty. I think sometimes, especially with the internet and phones and everything everything happens really quickly my friend was saying the other day oh, if someone sends me a video clip and it's more than three minutes I just think oh god I'm not watching it I can't no, watch just, you know it's just like we don't really work for anything anymore and I think sometimes it's okay to think mm-hmm. oh god I can't be bothered to go to church oh I'll mm. have to go anyway I think it's good to do that and make yourself do it and just because it's not attention deficit this year we might be bringing up a, a, a generation of attention deficit people now yeah. and that's that would be an antidote. Okay, the last thing we ask is, um, like to talk about, is if there any tip that you could give people to where they to help their health, a tip that they could use to help their health besides they're going. If you go to for a cervical smear, wear a dress rather than yes, tights wear or a dress. <laughs> Why did I wear a t-shirt? Oh my god! Okay, well, there's a healthy, yeah. there's a very incredibly useful tip from a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> um. I would say, oh gosh, now am I going to, yeah, God, there are so many things, aren't there, that you can do. I think it's really good to try and find pleasure in um, in simple things and to try and be full of wonder. So I think it's, I, I think the way to do that is to, sometimes I even look at the grass and think, imagine if I'd never seen green before, which would be my favourite shade some people that just might sound like I think that's bullshit, wonderful. I, no, for me that's wonderful. I think that is the that is perhaps the question that we all ask ourselves as we get old is how do I keep things fresh? How can I look at I think Wordsworth poetry is all about this that magic of of a child that sees this magic and everything and then we as we get older we used to it and we just we enjoy it but we don't have that sense of wonder we don't because it. i suppose we know what it is so our brain says oh i don't have to look at that let's exactly. go on to the next you thing. label it grass yeah. instead of what you said this is something green growing out of the earth you're starting to see it in a different 
way altogether. That's a wonderful thing to end on. Thanks. And then the other thing I would say is just to read books. Because I think sometimes I read like the headlines on my phone I get into this loop where I read the headlines then I go on Twitter then I'm not on Facebook thank God but I look at my emails and I don't really invest in any of it and I sort of read awful headlines and think oh god you know and then don't and then i sit and read a book i'm reading a book by him oh, i wish i could so get brilliant. my son to read a book he reads non-fiction and yet he and yet he seems to know all the stories of hamlet and moby dick and macbeth and you know how he got it from the terrible parody that they did on the simpsons the simpsons <laughs> have covered everything every shakespeare you know, and he yeah. knows oh yeah i know what happens to him but I you haven't read the read play <laughs> The Simpsons is amazing. Though. I think it's much better to watch The Simpsons than go on the internet. Yeah. He's like halfway there, isn't he? Right, yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> do you have any health regimen or something that you do eat or exercise or anything that you particularly do for your health? Um, I try and eat a lot of fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I try not to, if I want some chocolate or something, I just have a bit. You know, I don't ever, like I used to when I was 16, kind of go, I can't have anything. Mm. I just think if you have a bit, have a bit of it and then just if you might only want a little bit you know um so I don't think I beat myself up about I think I've probably got hopefully quite a healthy attitude to food um and I do pilates as much as I can I think I've found I used to do yoga and I like it but pilates is like the thing where I feel I come out and I feel really relaxed it's influenced by yoga as well yeah yeah they're like in the same family absolutely they're not unrelated okay so advice from Izzy Sati would be do all things in moderation, um, do some exercise, eat healthily, and when you go for a smear test, wear a dress. Fair yeah, enough? even if you're a guy. Even if you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Are You Feeling Funny is a Sniffer Nixon production. The comedy consultant is the legendary Arnold Brown. The series producers are Luke and Alan Nixon. With music from George Montague, audio recorded by Alex Hollingsworth, and the series editor was Luke Nixon. But more importantly, the back-breaking vocal work you are hearing now is done by me, Olivia Nixon. You can find loads more stuff from us to listen to and read at snippernixon.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.